Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Egg Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores financial issues related to agriculture and rural America. My name is Adam Albrick. With spring planting season drawing near, many farmers and ranchers have their eyes to the sky. Paul Trombley, Chief Meteorologist with Weatherology, is here to help us explore what's in store for us in the near future. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Thanks for having me on it, Adam. Yeah, and uh, definitely uh, spring fever on the mind here. And, uh, you know, we get into this season and you start getting excited about planting season and all that good stuff uh, coming up here for us. Here in central Minnesota, it has continuously rained, snowed, melted, snowed, melted, snow, melted. So I think um, as much as a lot of farmers would take the moisture, they're also getting the itch to get out into the field. Exactly. Yeah, it has been a a slow spring warm up. And uh, so far, it looks like that could continue here as we head further through the next uh, couple of weeks, at least here into the month of April. So yeah, not an early spring warm up by any means. And that's not just for us here in Minnesota, but it's been across the Dakotas and the Great Lakes in particular has been dealing with a lot of that late season uh, cold air, some late season snow events. So that has certainly been the ongoing storyline so far. Well, you always have the famous saying, March can either go out like a lamb or a lion. And certainly I think it's been more on the lion side this year. But I think before we get going on on really what's coming, I think it's helpful to understand where we are and where we've been. Now, 2021 was a very dry year for much of Minnesota and North Dakota, and that did impact yields in different areas. Where do we currently sit with any potential drought situations in those states? You know, thankfully, uh, things have gotten better. We've seen a lot of improvement. I mean, if you look back in uh, September you know, of 2021, uh, almost the entire state of Minnesota was in moderate to severe, even extreme drought in parts of northern Minnesota, and that really flowed west across all the Dakotas. And since then, we've definitely saw some wetter weather at times in the fall season, and the winter has kind of kept some of that uptick in precip. So that has allowed for drought to really be eradicated across eastern North Dakota uh, here as we head into the early part of April now. And most of Minnesota still has become drought free, uh, as well as Wisconsin, still a little southern Wisconsin in moderate drought, but that has been seeing some improvement there. Uh, as well. So I think the the lingering droughts most prevalent still in western North Dakota and then out into Montana, they're still dealing with uh, severe to extreme drought in that direction. And I did just want to touch upon that uh, just a little bit. Now, of course, in western North Dakota, they have been under drought or drought-like conditions for several years in a row. From what you know, is this a normal pattern? You know, drought is normal in some sense. Um, What isn't as normal as when you have droughts, you know, these several year cycles, then they do become a little bit more unusual. So, uh, you know, the drought that, you know, has kind of been eradicated further east across the plains, uh, we wish that that was the case further west. And yeah, these longer term droughts uh, that's going on in the western U.S., you know, they call mega droughts. Sometimes you've probably heard that term, especially in California. Yeah, those have times, you know, may become more prevalent as the climate continues to to shift over North America. And of course, uh, California is, well, the largest egg producing state in the country. So 
you know, when weather like this happens out there, when extreme drought happens, that certainly has uh, an impact on consumer prices. It certainly does. And yeah, some of the data that I was looking at a few weeks ago, a pretty dire situation in California. Um, A lot of what they depend on, obviously, to get them through the dry summer months is their water reservoirs and the snow that piles up in the Sierra Nevada uh, range. And, you know, as that snow melts in the warm season, that kind of feeds those reservoirs. And unfortunately, they're very lacking in snow cover across the Sierra Nevada. And uh, the reservoirs themselves are very low already now into the spring. So just a a kind of a twofold concern out there, you know, little in the reservoirs and little to fill them into the uh, warm, dry season as we come up here into late spring and summer. So that's definitely something that's going to be watched closely. Now, you mentioned a little bit about Wisconsin earlier, and and looking at the U.S. drought monitor maps, it, it does look like a, a portion of northern Wisconsin and northwestern Wisconsin is abnormally dry. Is this an early indication of some additional dry conditions to come, or is that just simply a lack of normal moisture throughout the winter? Yeah, you know, a little bit of that a lag here with uh, some lack of moisture into the in the first part of the winter season. They have been seeing some uptick in precip levels over that northern part of Wisconsin um, as of the last several weeks. So, given the trend we have right now, that could escalate things the other way out of going into drought um, as opposed to going into drought. And right now, the way things are looking further through the month of April, it looks like that main storm track. Uh, could provide you know additional precipitation events here further through April, maybe into May, uh, which would probably alleviate any drought concerns in that area uh, that could happen otherwise, uh, unless that that pattern does dry out here significantly. You know, we were under a La Nina weather pattern, and I was just wondering if you could just talk a little bit more about what a La Nina really looks like for the Upper Midwest in terms of dry conditions. Yeah, obviously every La Nina doesn't act the same, but you know there are some trends that have been seen with the data as you look at past La Nina events. And you know the more impactful time of the year is the winter season with the La Nina and into early spring. And typically, you can see um, more of a prevalent northwest flow regime kind of set up over the northern plains into the Great Lakes. And that's basically just a term that talks about the the main polar jet stream coming off the Pacific and then kind of hitting Western Canada, then taking those storm systems southeast over the Northern Plains, Great Lakes. And that can result in some upward precipitation trends, parts for areas like the Dakotas, Minnesota and Wisconsin at times. Um, And then it also can trend to, you know, more of a seasonal bit below average temperature pattern for the winter. Um, with those colder air masses becoming more prevalent in the winter. And La Niñas in the spring can kind of keep that type of pattern ongoing. And that's certainly what we've seen as of late. Uh, Just haven't seen any of those bigger spring warmups that we usually see later March into April. And that's because that northwest flow out of Canada has been very prevalent here into the spring. And that's really uh, been the cause for the sluggish spring warmup over the area. So then are there any indications that La Nina might be easing a bit? Yeah, the indications are that it will kind of ease up the strength of the La Nina expected to to wane here as we head from spring into summer. So there are indications that we could be more of a neutral 
stayed out there in the equatorial Pacific um, as we get more into the summer. So could push things, you know, less influential on that, um, you know, El Nino Southern Oscillation type of uh, impact. So then looking ahead, what do some of these longer range forecast models look like for the upper Midwest? What should farmers really be looking for? Yeah, you know, so far the the trends here over the next couple of weeks, which really takes us through really most of the rest of April, uh, the long range forecast models aren't swaying too far away from what we have been seeing into from, from late March to early April. So that, that could favor a wetter than average uh, April uh, across the northern plains into the Great Lakes with that just that storm track kind of sitting over us here more often than not. Um, as we've just seen a parade of lows as of late. I don't think that's going to be different here over the next couple of weeks. Um, the month of May, uh, you know, as you get further out in the extended outlook, your confidence, you know, decreases here just, uh, uh, you know, in- inherently in weather forecasting. The longer you look out, the less confident you get. Uh, but uh, as we get more into May and June, uh, right now, I think that would be the time where we may see a little bit of a let up in these more consistent precip events. But uh, the good news is I think the, the the higher amount of precip in the earlier part of the spring would be enough to, you know, keep those soil moisture levels good uh, into the spring planting and at least the early part of uh, the ag season. So, yeah, I mean, last year at this time, we are in dire, dire straits across North Dakota already. And I think I remember reading their spring wheat crop in North Dakota was like one of the lowest on record um, for that state. So things are definitely, you know, looking a lot better there. Uh, along with those areas further east. Of course, farmers are always happy to take a a, a spot of moisture when they can get it within reason. But it it does sound like farmers may be experiencing a little bit of a delay to their spring planting if these weather conditions continue on with a little bit of extra moisture. Yeah, that would be the certainly the biggest, you know, crux in, in this pattern. Yeah, some later planting uh, going on. I mean, some years we're already seeing the planting uh, picking up steam across you know parts of Nebraska and Kansas uh, at this point in the, the month of April. Definitely not the case this year. Um, and part of that's also the, the soil temperatures are a little slower uh, to rise too. I mean, you have to get those soil temperatures, you know, more towards 50, 55 degrees uh, before you start being comfortable even putting the seed in the ground. And in addition to that, we have the concern, obviously, it's just too going to be too wet at times to get out there uh, as it is. Well, Paul, thank you very much for spending some time and giving us a a quick explanation of what uh, may or may not be coming here and and exploring what weather we have experienced over the past year. Yeah, it's it's definitely been an interesting uh, year weather-wise. And, uh, you know, definitely uh, as a meteorologist, uh, not not very much opportunity to be bored as of late. And I don't think that'll be the case here in this uh, late spring, summer coming up. Well, thank you very much. That is Paul Trombley, Chief Meteorologist with Weatherology. Thank you very much for listening along today. If you have any questions about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can send Egg Country a message on Facebook, tweet at them on Twitter, or submit your question through their website at eggcountry.com.